welcome to the PR Rocks podcast. Today, my guest is our landlord, and his name is Jeff Brown, and he is with Brown Financial Advisors. Advisory? Brown Advisory Group. <laughs> I but you, again. Were, you were close. <laughs> At least you got that first name right. One of those Who colors. are you? I don't know. <laughs> We've only known each other for what, like 20 years or more? Yeah, yeah, probably going on 20. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So, Jeff, we have a question for you. So, we love Jeff. He's our favorite landlord ever, and he's a great guy and a wonderful wealth manager. So, if anyone's looking for someone to help with their financial advisory, uh, he is an awesome, awesome, very talented person who also happens to do yoga and teach it. On a regular basis, Jeff comes in and visits our office. And we love it when you come over and visit with us. With me today is also Candace Brooks, who's our creative production manager, but she's doing engineering work and she's not on the microphone, but we might be able to hear her if she chimes in in the background. We also have Einstein visiting today, who is my African gray parrot. So if he makes a lot of noise, then you'll know what that is in the background if you hear weird noises. But anyway, so we have quite the menagerie in our office. Jeff, on a regular basis, you do come into our office and visit with us, and you have also known me for a while. So the question of the day is, what do you think it is that we do here at Newberry PR and Marketing for a living? What kinds of things do we do? That's a great question, Betty. Um, in knowing you professionally for all of these years, um, I've known you more as a PR, PR firm, and I know at one point we even talked about crisis management, not for me, but that that came up because of something that had occurred nationally, and you and I got into a conversation about that. Um, but I know you do more than that because I've actually used your creative services as well, where we did a little bit of uh, design work, as you'll recall. Mm -hmm. And um, but I know you more as a in the perception, I think, in the community as a PR uh, type person. And um, and I think that's neat because it, your personality, I think, you know, just reflects that. Um, in, in, and obviously I stopped in a little bit earlier today and it was interesting to learn something new about you that you don't drink coffee. And uh, <laughs> All of you listeners out there, I was sure that Betty was a three cups a day person. Um, so however she does it, as I've had a few clients walk in over the years and my front end folks have said, whatever drugs he or she's on, I want some. <laughs> Betty, I'd love to know your secret. <laughs> well, it's so funny because when I was growing up in high school, the, the seniors who were pretty scary because I was just a freshman or a sophomore would always come up to me in the hallways and say, can I buy those drugs that you're on? <laughs> and I wasn't on any drugs. <laughs> but it was pretty funny because I guess you do need to have high energy in this business. There's no question there. But it's funny because we are trying to define what it is that we do. And we're, and I have a, a very official description and definition of what public relations is. It even changed over the years as defined by the Public Relations Society of America. And when I try to describe to people what it is that I do, it's a little difficult. You know, people really don't understand PR. They say, oh, you're so good with people. Yeah, you're really cut out for that. But really, people don't know what it is. And 
just as an outside observer, I was wondering if you could think of anything that you, I might have told you or that you have observed or something that you know that it is that I do exactly like say just an example of something that you know that I do as a PR practitioner. I know that you have done this for some different accounts where we've mentioned in passing uh, the types of clients that you do work for and um, that one particular client that was I know a big big outfit a lot of it was um, promotional based and what you had shared with me when I learned a little bit more about exactly what you did for that company it really opened up my mind in terms of exactly what PR was. I mean, I, I recall you were doing store openings and there was so much um, fun that was associated with that and the nature of your teams uh, traveling throughout the Northeast to uh, help with those events. And I thought it was fascinating the fact that what looks like an in-store production and part of the actual retailer in this case is actually you as outsourced outside professionals um, doing that service in helping promote their business and you know just such a logical extension of how particularly small business operate today we have to rely on outside vendors and you know hone in on what our areas of expertise are and then rely on you know not spending all of our time trying to figure something out when our time is too precious and costly uh, to do that so I think that's a, a fascinating so I, I see you as an extension of a um, any business, large or small, uh, but that particularly does not have the in-house resources, including time, to do things that, as I see it, when you mentioned um, the definition of PR and how that's defined today, um, what I've been a little bit slow to wake up on and become more aware of is the whole nature of social media marketing as a whole new channel and as I see it, that's um, probably something that you're doing more and more of today. And, and I think uh, particularly uh, for us older folks who have run businesses for years and, you know, we don't have that head start that somebody in their 20s and 30s um, where they've grown up with this. Um, I can see that as being a great resource. As you know, we do a lot of work in-house and certainly I have that, I think, categorized as a millennial uh, employee who just has so much more familiarity and can run circles around me with these things and that's just a great example of having um, for example you folks as a resource so that I'm not or any particular prospect client isn't wasting their time trying to kind of reinvent the wheel and it's it's certainly a learning process mm-hmm mm-hmm. so. so yes what you had mentioned is uh, is but one aspect of PR which is special events and they can run the gamut from a giant grand opening of a retail store to a press conference to, you know, a groundbreaking, a ribbon cutting, uh, maybe something all rolled into one. It could just, there's so many definitions of a special event that can be small to large and complex. Some of them take a year to put together, which is another thing that we also did for that particular client. But, um, in other cases, it can be something that we just have to put together, you know, in three weeks from now. And it can be an internal type of an event as opposed to something that's open to the public, you know. So um, that is definitely a skill that someone in public relations needs to have. 
but again, it's it's really but one. You know, some people. I'm just we're just trying to draw the corollary between hiring a professional firm to do something versus trying to do something in house and having a, an understanding of the value of that it br- would bring by outsourcing to a talented group of individuals that maybe it could be done in-house, but the person in-house that was tasked with that may not have studied this as a career or even have the time to to do it. It, It's interesting you say that because I encountered exactly what you're pointing out last night. Um, My main business is managing money as a certified financial planner. Um, it's something I still enjoy doing after 30 years, but I also enjoy the nature of uh, connecting with people through yoga. And I have this community initiative um, where we've basically brought my hometown together in many respects and bringing people out to practice yoga. Where I'm going with this is uh, we're doing a fundraise Saturday, a donation-based class for something having to do with a a memorial uh, interacting with the local garden clubs in town. But here's my point. I I know about Canva, and I started to learn and use Canva a little bit. And I knew at the end of the day, when I got home last night, I was going to make a flyer to Mm -hmm. market this donation-based class as a fundraiser. It took me over two hours. And that was me, nobody home, me by myself without distractions, going through some frustrations. And as far as I was concerned, this is a lot of work. And I said to myself, I pity the people who do this all day long <laughs> um, because I, I, I can see that it's not terribly rewarding. If anything, it's frustrating. And, and I'm not learning CAD cam or anything, but certainly there's a heck of a lot to learn to be able to get. Right, right. Now, Jeff, one last question that we have for you, and that is, because this podcast is called PR Rocks, you happen to know that I also am a lead singer and keyboardist in a rock band. And I know that you and your wife have come out to see me play and perform. So what are your thoughts on someone like myself who is a professional but also has this whole other side of a rocker? And what were your experiences at that particular show? I was really surprised at the kind of crowd that you hung out with, Betty. <laughs> and I... I I I then looked and tried to determine how many months or years, hopefully it was months, were left on your lease through being ourselves outside of our professional careers. And I also find that over time, I think people's people's guards go down when they know that you're just talking to them about something that has nothing to do with what I learned many years ago, this fear that we all have of being sold to. And uh, mm-hmm. heard the greatest example from a PR company 20 years ago of a six foot two, 300 pound, physically intimidating uh, former college football player who walked into a little retail store with a 16 year old girl working in that store in the mall. And he avoided her at all costs. She was there to help him, but he went around the outside long wall mm-hmm. and tried to avoid her and avoid making eye contact with her, as the story was told. Just to demonstrate that people don't want to be sold to. So if you think about that. So this big this big guy was afraid of a little person is what you're saying, basically. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so doing what you do in a completely, what I'll say, is a non-threatening, open environment, as well as doing something that is um, generally 
liked by all in terms of music, some level of entertainment, um, any level of entertainment, I, I think it's a pretty awesome way to connect. And they, they do see that human side right. of you as a professional, whether you're trying to hone them in as a client or somebody that you've been doing business with um, in the regular yeah, uh, makes sense. Time. And I'll also add the fact that it's after hours makes it even that much more significant because you can probably connect better because people aren't hurried during their business days. True. And I love connecting people in the audiences too, where if I know that someone needs to meet this other person as a prospect, I'll invite them to the same show and see them get together in a very relaxed atmosphere. But it's also getting back to what you were saying, it's also authenticity, right? It's all about this is who we are. This is what we might even have as a hobby or a talent or anything that we do outside of our regular jobs and careers and just pulling it all together and being a, an authentic individual. And that's really important. So I just want to thank you so much, Jeff, for being our guest today on PR Rocks. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too.